Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sweet taste of going to Wembley. Uh, it's the first time we felt that for a while. This is my rational perspective on Chelsea 6. I think I've got that right. L- lose count on the goals for once. 6, Middlesbrough 1. Chelsea comfortably and confidently heading to the Carabao Cup final next month against one of Fulham or Liverpool. A perfect night for Mauricio Pochettino and it didn't start out that way. There were some rocky moments, but in the end, there can really be no complaints from a Chelsea fan perspective in terms of what we would have dreamed for. The fact that basically even before halftime, it was quite evident the game was done, Middlesbrough were done and Chelsea were pretty much able to stroll and coast for the whole of the second half and even add a couple of goals on top to make the night even more enjoyable. And given where Chelsea were before a ball was kicked, given how we all felt following the first leg defeat, the trepidation and the caution about coming up against a a very defensive team, a low block at Stamford Bridge, you can throw in all the caveats, which I don't think are irrelevant. I think we saw it tonight that Middlesbrough are a mid-table to lower mid-table championship team and Chelsea should be beating them comfortably but there still is a lot of pressure on young shoulders to go out there and perform and to and to come back and to put in that accomplished a performance which you know this isn't it was the performance tonight of a Chelsea team that are a lot better than they actually are I think that's the one thing I would say it you know I I don't think anyone would have been surprised if the Chelsea team of like five years ago, a Chelsea team challenging for a Premier League title, had put in that type of performance against a team like Middlesbrough. And when you actually frame it like that, I think that's where most credit comes in. That In the end, Chelsea looked far more mature and accomplished than they have for a lot of this season, and especially in the first leg. And it comes down to quality. It comes down to that psychological difference, as I spoke about in my pre-match um show where we we looked at the team we looked at what tactically Middlesbrough were going to do you didn't have to be a 
a tactical or strategic genius to understand or to grasp what Michael Carrick's team were going to do when they got to the bridge. But I did say that if Chelsea scored within the first 20 minutes, I I know some people said it, you know, one wouldn't change much, but I, I actually think one did change everything. Because Chelsea in the first like 10 minutes of the game were pretty bad. I mean, some of the passing was atrocious. The lapses in concentration we saw in periods throughout that that early moments of the game did give me massive concern. Some of the sloppy passes and even opportunities that Middlesbrough had themselves to potentially get forward and break and and maybe score another goal on top of that. Just it it was a lot of alarm bells in that opening period. But literally, the moment Chelsea carved them open with the first goal, I mean, it was basically game over. I mean, it was like the moment that level of quality hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Was introduced and surprised, you know, finally Raheem Sterling discovering that you can actually play to to one of your teammates who's open in front of goal. And although, yes, Breuer tried to make a meal of it, we did score and it wasn't another Raheem Sterling one-on-one with an easy tap-in that he screws up. He has at least learnt something and, and we were off to the races. And from there, really, again, it was just another brilliant... Uh, combination play I thought down that right wing with Axel de Zassi very much bombing down that flank and just a combination play again Raheem Sterling involved nice cutback Breuer again involved himself whether he meant to hit it a goal it didn't really matter and, and there is Enzo Fernandez making a late run into the Stamford Bridge shed and penalty box as a number eight that goal was very reminiscent of, of a goal we would have seen about a decade ago at Stamford Bridge and you know, from there, I think it was quite evident that Middlesbrough heads completely dropped because I believe it was uh, Rogers who eventually scored very late on, who had a chance uh, shortly after Chelsea scored the first that Petrovic got down and, and saved well from a, a set piece. But other than that, there was very little for Middlesbrough to offer. And soon after that, I think, you know, I've heard some analysis already that is like it was all Middlesbrough's own doing. But actually, those individual mistakes and that self inflicted. Uh, calamity and collapse that came later in the game. Chelsea, to get to a position where that started happening, was down to individual quality and and Chelsea showing their quality at Stamford Bridge. So I I don't really just think it's about Middlesbrough self-imploded and that's the whole analysis you make of the game. Chelsea still had to put themselves in that commanding position. And I thought it was just nice that Axel de Zassi, as a right-back, we didn't have Malo Gosto making the overlapping runs and it shows you the difference. We saw it tonight as well with Ben Sherwell. It was wonderful to see 
Chirwell at left back. Some of the diagonal runs, he could have had a penalty early on. Just making those diagonal runs consistently, just how much of a threat and how much of a difference it makes to an opposing team when they have to answer those questions. And yes, again, I can hear people screaming or maybe even thinking, Dan, it's Middlesbrough. Of course it is. It's, you know, it's not Liverpool, but... Those basics, I think, still impact a majority of games. And unfortunately, we haven't seen enough because there haven't been natural fullbacks. And it was lovely that Axel Dazassi himself was getting a nosebleed, no fear, storming forward and then scoring the third goal. Really nice moment for him personally. I believe that's his first goal since the opening game of the season against Liverpool. And uh, then from there, of course, Cole Palmer, very similar opportunity he has right at the end of the half that we had in the first leg that he put wide this time no mistake rolls it into the bottom corner and we go into the break in such a commanding position and you know feeling so confident and from from there really it's just about running down the clock and and hopefully making some subs to to rotate and rest because of course it's very intense for Chelsea in the next week or so, even under that, because we've got the game against Villa on Friday night and then got the game against Liverpool on deadline day, or at least the 31st of January. So it's going to be an intense one. And that would be one of only two negatives for me tonight is a player performance. And the second one is just subs. I mean, I didn't quite understand why Cole Palmer played the entirety of that game. Yes, he did score another goal, but I'm not quite sure it benefits us to risk effectively draining Cole Palmer, our most important player at the moment, our most clinical player at the moment, who produces on a regular basis. So you want him starting in the next two games. So I, I didn't quite get that. And I thought some of the other subs were a little bit strange to me. Um, that doesn't mean to say the players coming on were all weird. I mean, Madawake, I expected to come on. It was nice to see him come on and score and make an impact. That's another player who's taken his opportunity. Uh, Leo Castledine and Alfie Gilchrist, especially more for... For Leo Castledine to get himself on the Chelsea pitch as a senior player and to get himself ingratiated with life at Stamford Bridge, I just for me, I felt it felt to me like we could have seen more of him. Like there was very little risk for Chelsea at half time, and it was very clear and ev- evident even as the second half progressed. It was just about Chelsea trying to maybe score a couple more, and even though Rodgers did score an in, a brilliant individual goal himself very late on. Middlesbrough weren't doing anything in that game. The game was effectively dead. So it was, again, the argument has been made about Malo Gusto of overplaying him. You know, if in a couple of games' time, some of these players that have been pushed a little bit to the limit tonight break down, again, I think eyes are going to go towards Pochettino. The second negative is unfortunately a player that I just thought had an atrocious evening and was taken off on Nani Manawake at half-time, and that was Mikhailo Mudrik. And, you know, I tweeted this out, and this sounds very brutal, but... Given a lot of the discourse I see about academy players in particular of how little patience we should give them, you know, I don't I don't think I'm being harsh to expect more of a player who did come in for a bigger investment and, you know, has been playing at Chelsea for a little bit now. He, he signed 12 months ago and I just thought for Mudrick it was a really, really bad display individually. It was not the fact that maybe he was just lacking in confidence or maybe he... His execution was a little bit off, which you could maybe look at other players across the team. It was just an atrocious performance. It was the performance of a player who looked like they have played no senior football, not even not enough senior football. And again, I asked the question to people who are quick to dismiss Armando Breuer, who are quick to dismiss even players. I mean, Conor Gallagher has not even got close to a performance like that 
that McCallum Mudrick had. And people calling for him to start, he starts tonight, he puts in a dreadful display. And I don't think you can have any complaints moving forward. It's just the basics. It's the ball out your feet, first touch, decision-making, knowing when to make movements. I think that down the left, you see Ben Chirwell making those runs and how impactful he is and the opportunity for Mudrick to capitalise on that as a winger. And I just don't think he did. I think he, he was atrocious and I don't think he can have any complaints for, for, going, for going off at half-time and, and maybe Pochettino making a bit of a statement there. Um, because I think it needed to be made because it was it, the levels of performance are just unacceptable. And I'm not sitting here and saying that Mudrick meant to be that bad. Of course not. But again, if we're talking about players who need patience, if we're talking about players who we should give endless opportunities to and are not producing end product, you know, I think there's a balance between understanding a player is raw and young and needs time to develop, but then also just not providing anything. is it, There's a difference there. And unfortunately, Mudrick was not doing enough for me to justify him getting that patience for extended periods of time. But other than that, listen, Chelsea are at Wembley. If you're complaining about Chelsea winning a game 6-1, I think football probably isn't the sport for you. And Chelsea at Stamford Bridge are on a nice little run now. I mean, we haven't um, lost at Stamford Bridge. What, do we have to go back to, to Brentford in October, I believe it was, for the last really, really bad display at Stamford Bridge? I may have missed one out there, but it's it's becoming a ground again that players look a little bit more com confident and comfortable playing in, which was a big problem. I believe tonight we've also now scored, we've, we've surpassed our goal tally for last season, 51, I believe it was, or 53, we've now scored this season. I think it was like 49 for the entirety of last season. So again, those comparisons to last season are maybe a little bit overblown in terms of how bad it is this year compared to last year. I mean, there are, in some ways, there are similarities, but in other ways, in terms of player performances, in terms of actual output, in terms of you know, players at least looking like they're going in some sort of direction. Um, I think it's incomparable to last year. I, I really do. So Pochettino, like he did with Spurs in his first season, he got them to a Carabao Cup final. And funny enough, he beat a championship side in the semi-final to get there. Now that year in 2015, he met Chelsea, Jose Mourinho's Chelsea, who were in a title chase themselves and lost the game. Obviously, that was a, an amazing day to be there. Now this time he's likely unless Fulham do us a massive favour, are going to be facing a title-chasing team in Liverpool. And I think, you know, I, I expect that Chelsea will lift their game. It's a final. You've just got to be in that moment to, to you know, that's the thing. We had to get there because of the draw. We have got there. And now it's whether Pochettino, who has, in, in times in his career, not been able to get over the line in these moments. Can he do it next month? But that's the question for next month. Let's just uh, enjoy, celebrate, relax. Not too much, because, of course, we have to think about the FA Cup game, but... It's a good night to be a Chelsea fan. We can rewatch it, enjoy it. We're going to Wembley. Que sera, Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram and on X. Thank you. Podcast Network.